My name is Thurgood. Hi. Hi. I'm here today because I'm addicted to marijuana. You in here for some marijuana? Marijuana? Man, this is some bullshit. Marijuana is not a drug. I used to suck dick for coke. I seen them. Now that's an addiction, man. You ever suck some dick for marijuana? Huh? No. No, I can't say I have. I didn't think so. <laughs> Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and Ron. Yes. You listen to the sick or not? The sick and wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. When your host, G. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, uh, are you um, attending a Super Bowl party tomorrow? <laughs> Do you even know who's playing in the Super Bowl? <laughs> I know the fucking uh, Patriots are playing tomorrow. But who guy. are they playing against? Oh, the the Eagles, <laughs> right? The 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 band, the Eagles. They're playing against. I believe. I would love to see that. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see the Patriots play football against the Eagles. Yeah, Who's Don ma- Henley, quarterback. Yeah, yeah, Don Henley matches wits with fucking Bill Belichick. You know, <laughs> like the Napoleon of fucking shitty rock, and the Napoleon of football. Did you see uh, someone post, uh, I don't know if it was on my page or on the Sick and Wrong uh, Facebook fan page, but um, ne- uh, what's his name? Nevets, the, the the Scottish guy, he posted, who made the song about you? Remember that guy? Yes. Yeah. They were upset because you chose not to go to Scotland right, to, yes. to see the Scotland fans. Yeah, we, 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 he and I have a complicated relationship, yes. Yeah. Um, you said they were Philistines or something. You don't want to associate with the lower common denominator. In the yeah, UK. I never said that, D. That's nothing I ever said. <laughs> Instead, uh, you're, you In fact, it sounds like to... something you might say. <laughs> mm. Anyway, he posted this funny picture. He said he was filled with rage mm. that you and I didn't know what a DDT is. And Oh, the, yeah. the wrestling move. It's not a, the pesticide. Yeah, and it, uh, mm. I was just like, wow, you know, I don't know much about sports, really at all. However, I do know who's playing in the Super Bowl. Okay. The Atlanta Falcons versus the uh, the, the Patriots, New England Patriots. Mm. But I was just thinking that because before, before we started the show. Fucking Falcons, wicked, retarded guy. <laughs> before we started the show, I was like, I wonder if Harrison knows who's playing in the Super Bowl. No, I'm kind of out of it, man. Kind of do you even, but but seriously, do you really care? No, at I all. I don't give a shit. I, I mean, I I I feel like I'm legally required to care just because I'm from New England. So if the Patriots are involved, I have to know, or else if somebody from New England sees me, they have the right to like fucking smash my head in with a shovel. I just have a deep seated hatred for that team. It's because mm. they win all the time. They didn't used to, you know? Man, dude, out of the last 16 Super Bowls, they've been at the seven. Yeah, I mean, when I, when I was like a kid, you know? They maybe, maybe they sucked back then before when, Tom Brady. When like, I actually kind of cared. It's just know? like, oh, great, the Patriots are in the Super Bowl again. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? However, no, Tom Brady's a cocksucker. I, he's a real you know, cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of hate that guy anyways just because, yeah. you, know, you know how like you hate people that are just better looking and more successful and more right. talented than you? He's just kind of like exemplifies all of that. Pretty much, yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Um, everything I hate about my failures in life. Right. It's Tom Brady's fault. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're going to, like, kill the Falcons, I'm sure. And then Tom Brady's yeah. going to get, like, 12 Super Bowl rings to put on his dick. Yeah, and he'll, like, you know, he'll be eating out Giselle and he'll find, like, a gold nugget in there or something. You know, like, just, like, great, random great things happen to him all the time, I'm sure. The one thing, and this is kind of a little more football knowledge than mm. you probably have, but Roger Goodell who is the NFL commissioner. Mm -hmm. He kind of hates Bill Belichick and the whole New England Patriots. And he tried to like prosecute Mm -hmm. them over that whole deflating the ball scandal thing. Anyway, I think it'll be kind of funny when the Patriots Mm -hmm. do win tomorrow and Roger Goodell has to give the trophy to them, even though Mm -hmm. he hates them. Oh yeah. So so that might actually be kind of enjoyable. Also, also Rob Gronkowski fucking irritates the shit out of me. (laughs) <laughs> that guy just to me just looks like just a typical he, jock retard yeah but i bet I mean, you'd be kind of fun to hang out with yeah I, I he's like he's like herman from the monsters with fucking brain damage <laughs> he basically. is he's just kind of like this big yeah. huge like monster that's like oh throw me the past bro <laughs> like whatever or kubiak from parker lewis he's he's if anybody remembers moose that one from the archie comics okay sure moose there's some new show that takes place in riverdale it's called Riverdale. Yeah, no, I, uh, I don't know my if you girlfriend's saw obsessed with it. Oh, really? I've, I've seen, I've seen the first episode. Well, about three quarters of it, and I fell asleep. And then last night, she was playing the second episode. Okay, and I lasted about six minutes. I imagine it's just like basically One Tree Hill, except one guy's named Jughead, right? Probably. I think it's more like Dawson's Creek, but there's Dawson's like Creek is, is One Tree Hill. It's the same show; they're just ten years apart. I have no idea. It's a, it's a CW teen yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Although uh, those girls are pretty hot on it. Right. You know what? You know what's weird in the episode that I, I could did play watch, like a dad. You know, because all on those shows, the dads are the the parents are always like thirty six. You know. You know who's the dad? Who is uh, the guy from Nine Hundred Two One Zero? Luke Perry. <laughs> He's Archie's dad. Okay. And yeah. then there's a there's a uh, flamboyantly gay character that's mm. Betty's best friend. And there's Is another- he the one that got killed in the comics or killed Archie or something? I you know, I don't know okay. if there's a yeah. gay character in the comics, but this guy's super gay mm. and there's at one point he and the one of the jock football player guys are like, Let's go down to the river and mess around and the mm. one guy's like, I'm not gay. And he's just like, okay, well, what mm. are you willing to do if you're not gay? He's like, everything but kissing. And I'm like, mm. that's rather progressive for uh, hmm. a teen show. Is, it, is, that, is that normal now in high school? Um, to be like overtly gay like that and just... Wait, the guy who wants to do everything but kissing? or the He's the football player. Okay. And he's just like, I'm not gay, but I want to mess around. Yeah, and then that, the super gay guy's mm. like, all right, let's go skinny dipping and yeah. be gay and suck dicks. <laughs> I, 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 it's a different world, man. It's a different world. Now. Like, I, like I, I went, um, I was in Rhode Island and it was like a friend of mine uh, has some friends and they're like a gay couple that are married, right, in Rhode Island. And like one of them's just like, hey, how you doing? And he's just like a typical gay guy. And his husband is just like, like, yeah, put the fucking uh, Patriots on there, guy. Get me a Miller Lite. Yeah. So I was talking to Jimmy. It was like, you know, that's... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just like it married just to this guy. Dude, yeah. You know, which is like... That's good, though. I mean, it's, it's great. Just, yeah, but it, it's, I mean, when I was a kid, it was like, what? What? Like, still going back there, it was like, what? <laughs> this is crazy. Harrison's like, I like my gays flaming. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. 
Um, I like, you know, a little, little Paul Wynn flair, Ascot, you know. <laughs> a little Harvey Firestein yeah, yeah. type of accent. Um, Lady Gaga, speaking of gay icons, Lady Gaga mm. is uh, playing the Super Bowl show, the halftime show. Right. So she's playing halftime. Do you think mm. she will use this platform to make an anti-Trump like controversial statement or do you think she'll just play her songs and get off the stage? I really fucking hope she doesn't because I don't know if these celebrities realize it, but when they speak out against Republicans, they're actually helping Republicans because nobody likes these celebrities. Nobody. Yeah. They, you know, they, they, you know, I was even I like they tell me to do something. I'm like, I, I want to not do it just to spite them. Fuck you. you I know? saw some uh, was bullshit. I guess this uh, Trump uh, super PAC has been mm. uh, circulating these ads mm. for ads on television. It's like the Trump presidency is mm. under attack from Hollywood. Oh, I've seen these ads. Yeah. So I think yeah. this kind of plays into that. Rhetoric. Right. It does. No, I don't. They're like, oh, I should use my, you know, social platform to speak out again. No, you're just hurting the fucking cause, dude. Just shut up. You know? Yeah, but do you think she... I mean, she's been a controversial performer mm. in the past. And do you think... And, like, you know, Madonna just did all that, the Women's March, and, like, you know, did a whole tirade against Trump. Do you think Lady Gaga can bite her tongue and not say something in the face of all the women rights issues and the gay rights issues and all the stuff that's going on right now? Do you think she could just, like, you know, bite her tongue and just kind of do a normal normal show or do you think she has to like she's compelled to say something I mean I would imagine they probably have some pretty serious legal contracts in place to try to prevent that kind of shit well they you know there was a an article circulating around yeah. about that but Lady mm -hmm. Gaga's people are like no we didn't sign a contract about that oh okay well I mean you know she, I'm sure she won't, she really needs that another 10 million dollars or whatever she's getting to do this you know well last year when beyonce performed mm. she came out and they all did like the black panther salute remember that oh black well panther i didn't watch things? it because i don't watch what did you see on the, the internet i saw pictures of it and it yeah. was hot because leotards and black panther um uh you know berets that yeah, shit yeah. is hot as fuck you know yeah, and they're all like hot chicks dancing. Yeah, yeah yeah i love that because i i hate beyonce um, I, you hate Beyonce. She's Why? Her music is garbage. It's just everyone. <laughs> it's everyone awful. talks about it as if it's like supposed to be good or something. It's just garbage R and B, you trash. You know, it's just trash. Yeah, it's very racist. Um, just to pretty much any R and B. Music. Yeah, no, any R and B after like 1989, absolute garbage. Even after 89, I think. Oh yeah, before that, I think. No, like let's in let's a, let's no let's d d let's like Delphonics, like 70s. I think we're fine, but then after, yeah. in the 80s, that's when like uh, no no no, there was a guy in the 80s who was good, who was who did R and B, was the last good guy. So okay, post 87. Okay, post 87. Post 87. Garbage. All R and B is garbage. I, I mean, unless you want to, you know, convince me of the nuances of fucking Montel Jordan and Jodeci or oh, something. Yeah, Jodeci. <laughs> I always thought that sake. music, or I like uh, mainstream country music, like contemporary yeah. country is a special Olympics of music. Yeah. But I think it might be contemporary R&B. It's just, oh. Equally is just uh, repulsive. Yeah, and I feel like when R. Kelly did um, Trapped in the Closet, he kind of cabined in the woods the whole genre, you know? Well, I think, he really I think exposed it was already it pretty just, bad before. Yeah. I mean, it was bad, but he, you know, sort of called attention to it. I mean, I guess you could say Beyonce, uh, you know, she's talented, has a good voice. But people I just talk like about her as if she's like, you know. Like Aretha Franklin like a or something. Yeah, like, she, like she's some kind of genius. Like the queen of soul. Yeah. And it's like, really? Yeah. I guess like, her does she even write her own music? I don't think so. I doubt it. You know? I mean, sure. like, 
let's not pretend that that this is good, people. But I like the Black Panthers. And I like ladies in fucking uh, leotards. So. Yeah, but do you remember how upset people were over that? It blew people's minds. People are fucking retarded. People are fucking retarded. Yeah. That's why I'm thinking Lady Gaga, yeah. Yeah. if she just stands idly by, does her show, does her yeah. songs, three songs, and gets off stage, she's going to miss a golden opportunity people used to, to piss be, people off. Pe- people used to be terrified of the fucking Nation of Islam. That is until, you know, actual Islamic terrorists killed 3,000 Americans. Then after that, nobody gave a fuck about the Nation of Islam, and that's why they're aligned with Scientology now. <laughs> they are. They, they merged. Really? It was the a merger. Na- wait, so uh, what, Farrakhan's a Scientologist? Yeah, yeah, they're part of the whole organization. I didn't They're like, know we got to team up. I should know this. It's I like when Lex Luthor teams up with the Joker, you know? It's <laughs> like one of those things. Um, so um, you're not having a Super Bowl party then? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be on the corner handing out leaflets. <laughs> For the Nation of Islam, thank you very much. All right. I was just wondering, like, what type of food you'd have at your Super Bowl party? Yeah. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to my Super Bowl party. Just a bowl full of like yeah. <laughs> drugs and sadness. Speaking of that, yeah, uh, you do have an announcement. To be I do, there. I do, uh, and I, I think it's good that we're doing this because mm. I think it's going to prepare people for the episodes to come, the next few episodes. Yeah, and it's hard for me to remember. I I have an announcement to make. I'm. Lady Gaga. No. I uh, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it all this time. In uh, two days, I am going to rehab. Going to rehab. Going to rehab. Basically going to the pokey. And I've never been to rehab before. I mean, I've been to detox. I find that really hard to believe. But I've never been to, been to a 30-day rehab. No. Ever. No, because everyone thinks, because I, in the past, appear high-functioning. So everyone's like, ah, he's got it under control. And, I, and I'm like, well, I kind of don't. And they're like, nah, you're fine. Well, I, you know... I've always just assumed you're a career drug addict, right? Because you've been doing it for a long time, and uh, I kind of took like a 15 year period off, dude. Or did you? Were yeah. you just in any? Were- I quit heroin, and then I I kind of just like I don't know, 12, 13 years where I just drank alcohol pretty much, and that, and was, that was it. it. And that was oh, it. Oh wow! And then all of a sudden you just came back, and it was kind of like hitting my mid 30s and being like, "What is the point of anything? What are you doing? You don't have a kid. You don't have. There's no point. You, you hate your job. Who cares?" I think that's my totally give a fuck just broke. Though. It broke, man. Well, I think that's uh, completely understandable. Yeah, I mean, especially you know, in the, at, at this stage in life, you're approaching forty, right? And then you start, you know, having that existential crisis. Like, what am I doing with my life? You know, fuck it. Let's just do drugs and yeah. not think about that. And it's like I didn't think I'd live this long, you know. So uh, what? Are, what are you, are you just going into rehab for everything? Everything. For everything. Everything. <laughs> um, I mean, it's prescription it's, pills, heroin, just everything. I'm Weed, just, I basically. Uh, I mean, I ran out of veins, so it, it's really convenient that you know <laughs> this is happening now. You have been going off the rails lately. Yes, and, and I'm not oh, yeah. one to criticize yeah, yeah, because yeah. I also a, am a rampant drug abuser. But right. I'm I'm one of those people that. Very high functioning. It doesn't, you know, yeah, I, I, used, I don't need to I used, do it. I used to be. Yeah, I don't, you know, once yeah. I think, once it impacts your daily existence, it impacts your ability to, you know, work a 40 hour a week job, it impacts mm. your ability to create something. I think then maybe you do need to like take some time off, escape from your, you know, your daily life and get rewired. I need to repair my brain and I need to get the tools to fucking uh, cope, you know, with fucking failure and aging and all this garbage that I need to deal with. My friend, uh, my friend Kessler had been to many rehabs, and mm. I think the difference between you and Kessler, um, amongst uh, many things, but one of the mm. main differences, especially in, in regards to rehab, is 
Kessler went to tons of rehabs that his parents paid for, mm. and he never even wanted to get clean at all. So it did, they never worked for him. But you actually yeah. are like putting you're you're paying for this yourself. Yeah. You're putting yourself in rehab to to fix your life as it is right I now. I actually was going to do a GoFundMe for the <laughs> for our listeners to to help me pay for rehab, um, but. I don't know. There's a lot of shit happening. Uh, give your money to the fucking NAACP or ACLU or some shit. Planned Parenthood. Yeah, something like that. Um, Fuck me. Who cares? Yeah, I was, I was wondering what you're going to do with that. Because when you mentioned it to me, I was like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Because you could make it kind of entertaining. And then I, was I have run two successful Kickstarter campaigns. Well, I was wondering um, what the incentives are going to be. Like, are you going to oh, write a, like a banjo song for a No, for no, a no. The incentives were great. <laughs> I came up with great incentives. It was like, basically, you know... For for ten dollars, you get a shout out in my uh, suicide note, Ooh. right? And for twenty five dollars, I won't mention you as um, an accomplice in my manifesto. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's worth twenty five bucks, right? Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. And, uh, and for seventy five dollars, uh, I won't say that you sold me the heroin that kills me. Oh, yeah. So this is almost like extortion, in a pretty way. much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can that's see that much the out. deal. Right, but well. yeah, write a banjo song too. Why not? You know, <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, you know, you might have been able yeah. to raise like eighty bucks or something. I'm sure. Yeah, but yeah re- rehab good. tends to be a little more costly. Put it put that. in my old commissary account. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sitting pool. So so what happens? You're going into the pokey. When are you going? Uh, Monday. Monday. Two days from now. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad yeah. you were able to come on the show this weekend so you yeah. can announce it and everything. Because, you know, but but don't worry, people. We'll, you know, we'll have uh, people filling in. Also, Harrison's bringing his equipment, so they might actually. Will they let you podcast? I think they will. From, I think they prison? will because this is like not like a. They go through everything you have because it's they presume that you actually are there to fucking heal your goddamn self. So they let you use the internet. Let you use cell phones. Uh, I, d- I don't know exactly. I think for the first two weeks, no, or something. Are you going to have to smuggle this equipment in your anus? And, yeah, like all prison of it. style. All of it, yeah. Wow. Oh, so I, I really... Stretch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a series of plugs that increase in size. Practice uh, your kegels. Right. <laughs> you know, basically what happened is that my brain stopped working well. And I can, I can like, do this okay. I can... <laughs> You know, you really can though. I mean, you're you're pretty spot on on the show, and you're quick, and you're still you know able to to to, to function perfectly here on the show. But it's your daily life, though. Yeah, and it's anything that requires more than like, you know, fucking thirty seconds of thought. I can't do. Like I can't. Like my brain just is not. What, like, does I, it just your mind I, goes astray? That, yeah, yeah. Like you anything, can't focus? anything that requires organization or any kind of planning. It'll be like, I'll be planning it, and then I'll realize I've just been looking at a pen for seven hours, you know? Yeah, that's that's not good. I mean, I was driving. I tell you, I was driving past the uh, Cedars-Sinai Hospital. I can't believe they let you drive. I know, right? <laughs> I was driving past the Cedars-Sinai Hospital, and uh, they shouldn't. Lord yeah. knows they shouldn't. And uh, I see this guy, and he's like this gray guy, and he's like fucking dancing around. He's doing the fucking... Did I tell you this? No, I mean... Oh, yeah, he's doing, like, the moonwalk. He's doing the Dougie. I'm like, man, that guy's fucking dynamic. What the hell's up with him? So I roll up. It's a fucking statue of Hippocrates in front of the hospital. Wow. And you... Wait, so you hallucinated. You yeah, yeah, thought yeah, this yeah. thing was breakdancing. Well, I'd been up for, like, two days, you know? Yeah, well, there's another yeah. issue. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, there, I know that, 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 that'll happen to me, because I... Uh, 
you know, I, I am very. That should, yeah, that should be like your uh, your uh, Rosetta Stone right there. I have cha- <laughs> <laughs> I have changeable moods, um, you know. So it'll be like I'll be walking down the street and I'll be like, oh, cool. But about time they put up some skull totems on this street, and then I'm like, wait a minute, that's a fire hydrant. Wait a minute, what the fuck is a skull totem? I don't wow. even know. Yeah, that that is some like, so those hardcore things, hallucinations. Yeah, and they, you're not even taking LSD, or maybe you are. No, it might just be. Uh, no, although apparently everyone's microdosing. Somebody, friend of mine, actually was hung young terrorist. She's like, I told her I was going, and she's like, she's like, you don't need to do that. Just microdose LSD every day, like I'm doing it. it cures yeah, I'm everything. sure that I'm sure that'd be quite effective. <laughs> that's way better than detoxing going like, through okay. rehab. <laughs> just microdose. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a, that's a good idea. I do, I do love how everyone has their own theories about how to repair you know, your brain when you feel like you're addicted to a drug. Like Everybody mm. has like, well, you know, mm. you could start... Like We were talking about that Jodorowsky <laughs> therapy we were talking about before the show. But it's like, yeah, everybody has their own solution. I think the best solution is if you want to help yourself, sure, get off drugs for a few days, yeah. detox, and then work through, work through it. Work with a therapist and figure out how to cope with your life without having to you know, rely on drugs. And I was kind of complaining about uh, how the fuck I was, you know, how hard it was for me to find a rehab that I could get into and afford and whatever. Because it seems like all these, I know all these fucking people, like the people we had on the show two weeks ago, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever, they just in and out of them and they just fall into it. They just fall into rehabs and it's fine and somehow it all works out for them. I, I can't even barely make a phone call or leave my house. I had to do the whole thing myself and I was complaining about it to a friend of mine and she basically was like, telling me to check my privilege you know check your privilege and i was like man remember that remember six months ago when we were like checking our privilege now we're like checking to see if the fucking world is on fire every morning (laughs) you know nobody's checking their fucking privilege now i'll tell you that much so is there a waiting list for rehabs like did you have to call like 30 of them yeah i had to call a whole bunch of them um and there's there's all these weird rules and insurance and i got like insurance specifically to do this you know how much does it cost if you don't mind me asking i i don't know exactly i know what i have to pay but i mean i think it's like at least 30 grand 30 grand for a month yeah yeah 30 days yeah it's like a grand a day yeah so how did so at least it's probably more than that so what was that you so harrison before the show was showing me the place that he's detoxing at and it looks like a palm springs resort It's like a pool and a hot tub. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. So well, what do they do? You just go there and you hang out and you just don't do drugs? Aren't you like going through like withdrawal and puking? Whoa, and- whoa, whoa, whoa. You go to a detox for five days, right? And then you go to the, the rehab. Oh, the, okay. That's what I showed you. This is the rehab. Oh, not that's the, the rehab. The detox right. is like hospital setting, you know? So you just go to a... I imagine you, it'll be like MASH. It'll probably be a lot like MASH. You just get a hospital bed and just mm-hmm. suffer through it. Yeah. How long does it take to uh, rid your body of these chemicals? Well, um, the to get like heroin, you, you're five days you detox physically, but then there's you know obviously psychological well, mentally, shit, yeah, yeah, psychological you know? issues with it. Um, the other things like speed cocaine, it, it it's more subtle addiction, but it takes longer to get over it. You but know. if you but if you took a week off, would you sweat it out? Does your body go through withdrawal like it does with heroin? No, it's not quite the same thing. Like, what about like more pills? Of a, more of a subtle beast. Pills are any kind of opiate 
is the same as heroin. It's, it's it doesn't matter if it's pills or not. It's yeah. the same bullshit. Uh, benzos. I've never gone through benzo withdrawal. I've never been addicted to them. Like Xanax and Am, uh, no, it's Ambient, Xanax, Valium, all that shit. Mm. That apparently is the worst, one of the worst withdrawals you can go through. Benzo wow. withdrawal. Yeah. And how apparently, long does that last? It's like having the DTs, but like worse somehow. God. Yeah. It does not sound fun. People, yeah. this is like your anti-drug PSA here. <laughs> but I, I've got, I mean, like <laughs> I've gone through fucking, I've gone through fucking methadone withdrawal. Methadone withdrawal. It's a lot like heroin withdrawal, except it's worse. And instead of taking six days, it takes six weeks. Jesus Christ. And you can't sleep for six weeks. You have to take tra- like hypnotics to get you to sleep. And oh man, it's rough. It is God. brutal. God. It is the most brutal six weeks of your life. Yeah, that does not sound pleasurable. <laughs> so then once you're through the detox thing, you get into uh, the resort, um, I mean, rehab. And yeah. is it is it co-ed or is it all men? It, it is co-ed. There was, no, there was an option. Like there were a couple places that were like men only. But I was like, I don't. And there was one that was going to take me, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. I remember uh, Kessler because I feel like I feel like I have a level of so th- of uh, so th- but that day, I have a level of self loathing that only women can understand. I feel so like you relate better to uh, sometimes. To, to sometimes patients. I do, yeah, because they're you know they're kind of bred to hate themselves, so like they can understand my. So are all these people that are in this uh, rehab, are they in there for drug addiction or are there people? Because Kessler, I remember he was telling me, he'd go to a rehab and yeah, majority of the people were in there for hard drug addiction. Mm. However, there are some like that were in there mm. for sex addiction. Right. Or some for like, you know, other psychological maladies. It's, and, I think this is mostly substance abuse um, and it's a small one. So there's only going to be like 10 other people or something. So what happens um, if you get caught having sex? Do you get kicked out? Apparently. Uh, you know, sometimes you do in some of them. Because um, you got kicked out of a rehab in Minnesota for having sex. Ah, uh, yeah, you know. But but everybody does it because it's yeah. like I'm feeling feelings again, and oh, you know. So. That's, what, that's what I'm wondering. Like, if, if mm. you have this temptation, what if you have some cool girls in there, or some girls you you know you start becoming friends with? Next thing you know, rich broads, rich broads, and people say you make the best drug connections in rehab. That's true. Well, I get a like. You meet a lot of fucking crazy people doing this shit. Mm-hmm. Like I was, you know, in a trailer talking to some guy about the Nephilim, the giants <laughs> from fucking Genesis. <laughs> the Nephilim. <laughs> and and um and there's there's a guy in that situation you don't want to run into, and that's John Barrymore the third, and he wow, will fucking Drew Barrymore's twin brothers, half brother, half brother. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a fucking he's a disaster piece, man, and he will fuck you up. Big time. Um, Kessler went to... He threatens, that's the thing with, he threatens to kill everyone because he thinks they're cops. He's, he's, he's a madman. Kessler went to a few rehabs in LA, mm. Southern California, and San Diego. And chances are you might be in there with some famous people. Right. He was in... Uh, I think it was here with... Uh, maybe it was in San Diego, but with Scott Weiland. Yeah. And he said he kept going up to him. Being like, hey, man, yeah. you play an acoustic version of Plush. <laughs> And Scott Weiland was just like, fuck you, yeah, dude. Yeah. I told you to fuck off yesterday. Yeah. I'll tell you again. Yeah. And so then the next day, Kessler went up to him and was like, hey, can you do me a favor and play yeah. a classic version of Plush? <laughs> Where hell the dogs can find her. God, this yeah. song is terrible. Yeah. It's fuck? terrible. And, and then now that guy's dead. Now he's dead. And now he's dead. And it just goes to show you something. <laughs> it's right? something that I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. 
what that something is, but yes. Indeed. I've been showing. So I've been I've been trying to figure out like I've been like, ah, oh, I gotta get books to bring in the rehab, you know. So I was like, okay, I wanna like reread Colin Wilson's The Outsider and this manly P whatever the fuck is Hall his name is. And uh I, I realized that Alejandro Yorowski has his own like system of shamanic psychotherapy called psychomagic. That's what we were talking about before. And I was looking at I was looking at one of the books and it's like how to deal with different things, right? And here's one for uh heroin addiction. It says I recommend the consultant, the consultant is the person seeking help, buys to begin with twelve cage birds and twelve white rats. Each time the consultant goes to inject himself, he should squeeze in his right hand a bird and in the left hand a rat applying enough pressure to break their bones. The consultant will store the cadavers in an airtight, transparent jar and let them accumulate until his consciousness, sick of seeing the killing of defenseless beings, prevents him from any further injecting. Now that sounds like this psychological <laughs> torment here. But I can see that working. It's like, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. want to kill the soft, cuddly creature. Yeah, yeah. You know? And maybe you should try that. Uh, maybe I will. Let me borrow. Know. I'll take care of your cat. Okay, please. okay. <laughs> God, that sounds terrible. Shadorowski, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's yeah. Here's one for if you're a woman and you have an absent father. Okay. Mm. The consultant should find a photograph of her father, roll it into a tube shape with the image facing outward, cover it with honey, and insert it into her vagina keeping it there and remaining still in bed for three hours. Then she should remove it and climb to the top of the tallest building in the city and throw the tube as far as possible, saying, Now dissolve yourself among the men! And what is this supposed to do? Uh, you know, get over her, her, uh, her daddy issues. Her father. Yeah. 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 Loss of a father figure. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that's an elaborate. Uh, it's um, great procedure. It's 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 insanity. It's hmm. it's it's shamanic madness, and I'm I, I'm loving it. Well, Harrison, I think you're doing mm. the right thing. Yeah, and uh, I wouldn't worry about uh, about doing the show. If you can mm. do the show, great. If you can't do the show, that's fine. I wouldn't mind even just calling you and getting an update. Hey, you don't need any going. dead birds, do you? Just out of curiosity. I, yeah, I'm cool with the okay, dead birds. Right. But maybe that could well, be an incentive on your uh, GoFundMe. You could get the uh, oh, transparent jar full yeah, of yeah. dead mice. Peter will love that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, no. I'll be able to, I think I'll be able to do a few shows. All right. While in rehab. Work. Maybe I, poolside or some shit. I'd be shit. surprised if they actually let you do it. I think it's pretty, you know, I think it's pretty chill. Hmm. Although, well, I will say, if I get out of there and I start doing CrossFit, Punch me in the fucking face, please. Yeah, I am wondering. You know? And that, that's, I think, kind of builds up the suspension, though, of this, you because yeah. the audience is going to be like, what's Harrison going to be like when he's not on drugs? Well, the thing is, is in New York, I was all right, you know? I drank every day, but not that much, and I, I was ran. I was, you know, you're, reasonably you together person. Did exercise. Yeah, I did. I did exercise. It's pretty amazing. When I first moved here, I did exercise. And Are then, you I, going and then to... I'm running around, all of a sudden I'm fucking driving, you know, Jason Gummy Bear Davis around <laughs> while he smokes heroin in the back of my Challenger. You know? Are you going to quit smoking too? I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying to be a hero here, dude. Okay, I'm right, just trying to, right. you know what I mean? One thing at a time. One step at a time. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. fucking not Jesus Christ. Not two steps at a time. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, don't worry about it. If you can't be on the show, you can't be on the show. But mm. uh, you'll definitely... So people... Uh, just expect some random hosts over the yeah. next three weeks. 
Random hoes. Random hoes here mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, take care of yourself, and we will uh, we'll, we'll we'll update you. Uh, we'll, we'll update you about Harrison's progress. I think it's a good thing, though, overall. Uh, people, this is episode five sixty nine here is sick and wrong. We have fistful of steel coming up next, and uh, phone calls after that. Before we get to uh, to talking with John Steele here, uh, here's a vampire. Or <laughs> <laughs> Here's a vampire here's sent a to vampire. kill you. Uh, right. Here's a Valentine's Day message from Adamute.com. You can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget with this amazing offer from AdamandEve.com. Through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off just about any item. Just go to AdamandEve.com and you'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And there's more. With every order, you'll receive our romance kit free. Our romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. And that's not all. Oh, no. We'll also throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special Valentine's offer. Get 50% off one item, a free romance kit, and free shipping when you enter offer code DIDDLE. D-I-D-D-L-E. That's DIDDLE at adamandeve.com. Steel. D. Hey, what's cracking there? I don't know, but I just got a whiff from my balls. I'm sitting here on the phone. I just answered the phone. And <laughs> as I answered the phone, this whiff, I got a whiff of something coming up from my undercarriage, and it doesn't smell good. Let's just say that. Is it like a ball fart? Like a ball fart? No, I think I I must have wiped back to front or something. There must be, hmm. I must have gotten a little bit on my taint. I think it's coming from the taint area. It 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 it's, it doesn't smell. It's not real. Uh, it's not a real appealing smell. I mean, if there was a broad going down on me right now, she'd come up immediately. You know, I was reading some uh, some post on. I think it was on Reddit. I'm not quite sure if it was Reddit or somewhere else or maybe Facebook. Someone posted this thing. Some guy was saying how he woke up the other day. It was in the morning. He's getting ready for work. Had to take his morning shit, and uh, he got up to wipe. And he wiped his ass, and he said he was about to sneeze. Like, felt he was about to sneeze, and he sneezed, and just instinct, you know, instinctually just grabbed the, the, the shit-covered toilet paper and sneezed into it. But by doing so, he got shit all over his nose, and the smell of the shit caused him to puke. So he, like, fucking had shit on his face, and he puked all over his underwear, and was just like, you know, he's standing there with his pants down, pukes all over. And he starts like, ah, and then his wife like comes to the door and was kind of like, oh my God, what's wrong? And so he didn't want his wife to see him, you know, with shit on his face and puke all over oh, yeah. his jars. So he kind of like, like kind of, you know, sort of like scampered, like walked over to the, to make sure that the fucking door was locked. And they said he fell down. And so he oh. fell into it cause he slipped on his puke and he fell in his puke and he had shit all over his face and his wife opens up the door and saw him. And I was thinking, God, I wonder if I know anybody that that's happened to. Like, Are you know. sure this wasn't an episode of King of Queens? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin James goes in to wipe his ass, gets shit on his face, keeps in his drawers, and then slips on his ass. I think I saw that on, on an episode once. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a horrendous, that's a terrible way to start your day. It, it's pretty bad. And you know, I bet you his wife, like, probably, I was telling my girlfriend about that. She's like, I would have thought you had a seizure or something. But I was thinking, like, God, I wouldn't want you to see me in that state either, you know. It's a very vulnerable condition when you're laying on the floor in your own puke and shit on your face. <laughs> Although, I think, if he really wanted to test his love in that marriage... When he heard that his wife was coming up the steps or whatever to open up the bathroom door after he already sneezed and put the shitty fucking toilet paper to his face and that shit on his face and then puked in his pants. I would think I'd want to test my marriage. I'd want to test my relationship. If this broad truly loves me and she's coming up to check on me to see what the fuck the problem is, I'd fucking grab her by the fucking neck and I'd pull her towards me and make out with her. And if she stays with me after that, after my puke breath and my shit face, then I know this broad loves me. She's in it for the long haul. Have you yet found a woman that would do that? Uh, First of all... I, as you know, I probably haven't dated a girl for more than two weeks in the last 20 years. So no, I have not. But secondly, if I did that, like I just thought about it and I thought, well, okay, if I did do that to test our love to see if she'd stay with me after that type of a predicament, a just grotesque, disgusting display, if she did back off and, and stay with me after that, then I'd start to think it would kind of backfire and I'd think, what a sick bitch. She's staying with me after I just did that to her? What a fucking psycho cunt. I, th- I, th- I kind of agree with you, the testing love, I, the testing of love. I think if, if she is willing after the makeout session and she, she sees you in that condition, if she's willing to still be with you at that point, I think you should either, yeah, I think you should propose. You know, I think you should get down on one knee and just propose. Well, the bottom line is, you know, she ain't going anywhere. She's not going to cheat on you if she's going to stay with you after all of that bullshit. I mean, you know, so you don't really have to worry about her sneaking around behind your back. She obviously is so infatuated with you where she can look beyond the fucking turd that you have smeared all over your nose and the puke that you have dripping on your ball sack that, you know, and your puke breath that she can fucking, if she can Mm, look past that, (laughs) You know, your shortcomings as loyal as they come. You know, Steele, maybe you should get into relationship counseling instead of being a PI. Oh, I thought you meant I should go to get counsel. You mean I should actually be giving the advice? A relationship counselor. I think this might be a good move for you. A good career move. Like an Irma Birnbach or whatever. <laughs> what was, what was the, or Dear Abby. What was the one? I think it was Dear Abby. But like even Dear like a Dr. Phil type of guy. I could see right. that, you know. I can well, see you mending I mean, a lot of marriages. I, yeah, I mean, I certainly give good, very sound advice. That's for sure. <laughs> and more than just the romantic arena as well. I, I, I can branch out into other types of life issues, as you probably yeah. can well imagine. Life coach. So, yes, um, there you go. Motivational speaker, life coach. That's my next job. Yeah, you know, I was, uh, I was surprised that, um, that I didn't hear about you speaking at one of the women's marches in Bay City. Because, you know, they, did, did they have one? They didn't invite you as a speaker? Like, what, well, what's the deal? I mean, you're not the only, let, let me just say, you're not the only one surprised by that. I was waiting for my keynote speaker invitation for months ahead of time and never came in the mail. So I got to assume that they lost my phone number or don't know my address. Because, I mean, I wrote a whole new 20 minutes of tampon jokes and Ike Turner material that they missed out on because they didn't invite me to be a keynote speaker at one of these women's marches. Yeah, like uh, I think it was about a week ago. I spent a good hour just uh, smoking marijuana and reading through some of your women's march rants. Um, Quite entertaining, Steele. 
Spot on. It was, well, it was A-list it was the most, material. It, it was the busiest joke day I maybe had in my life. I, I was watching the live stream on YouTube of all the women's <laughs> marches across the fucking country and wa- the main one in Washington and one in Chicago. I think I caught part of LA's and it was just I, my mind. I, I couldn't slow down enough to stop writing jokes. <laughs> did, did they have one in Michigan? They didn't have one in Bay City, did they? Uh, I th- you know, I, they had one in Lansing, I know, because Lansing's the state capital, and I, I saw a bunch of chicks in their little cunt hats and stuff walking around that were all over social media. I want to say Bay City did have one, but I think it was attended by, like, four people. <laughs> Dude, I should have got you a, 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 a pussy hat. That'd be great. Yeah. You could, uh, oh, you why, could do- who wouldn't want one of those? <laughs> You know, I, I went to the one in L.A. I was talking about this on the show. I met my girlfriend over there, and I got to say, I saw a lot of titties. Because in L.A., it's like 75 degrees out, and there's a lot of, like, hot, you know, actresses and models and stuff like that. A lot, I would say majority of the titties that I saw were not titties I would ever want to see again. Like, there oh, were, like, a lot of hairy armpits and big, mm-hmm. huge titties. But at right. one point, uh, you know, I was walking down the, walking, like, go meet my girlfriend. And I heard like this, uh, like this chant, Trump chant or something, anti-Trump chant. Uh-huh. I turned like, or don't grab my pussy or something like that. And I turn around and I see like 12 models, all topless, wearing just like bikini bottoms, just like marching. And like, they had like, you know, paint all over and all that. And I was just like, Jesus, this isn't that bad. I'm kind of down with this. Yeah, but yeah, but see, you're taking your life experience from Los Angeles, the epicenter <laughs> of hot models and actresses. Everybody's flying, you know, from all over the world to go to Hollywood to try to make it big in some sort of entertainment, you know, in the entertainment industry in one capacity or another. So you're equating your experience at the Los Angeles Women's March with the experience what what I can only imagine happened at the Lansing, Michigan Women's yeah. March, and yeah. I have a feeling. You didn't see any supermodel tits in Lansing. <laughs> if you saw any tits, it was a 300-pound guy who decided to take his shirt off. <laughs> I could imagine. So uh, that, that kind of leads us into uh, the first rant here. All right, so this, this rant, is this a compilation of a lot of the material that you wrote about all, all of the marches that were going on that day? Yeah, I was like, I, I couldn't stop. My brain couldn't slow down to just say, okay, stop writing. You, you, you're, you don't have to write anymore. So I was writing jokes for two weeks prior to the march, anything that popped in my head about the women's marches. And then the day that I was watching the events live, like I said, I was just my thumbs and my, you know, I used to write in a notebook when I used to write jokes younger, but now I, I do all my typing in the memo section of my phone. So I was just, my thumbs were fucking exhausted by the end of the day. I just, it was it was probably the biggest joke writing day I've ever had in my life in terms of just nonstop. I was probably writing jokes for 10 hours straight. In fact, somebody messaged me and said, do you fucking sleep? I said, (laughs) I I said, I want to believe me. This is not, I'm not doing this by choice. I'm doing it because I have no choice. I can't, I can't rest. I can't like lay down because when I lay down, then another fucking joke pops in my head. I got to write it. Well, I'm glad you you chose this platform to share your fine material. So here's the first rant about the Women's March. Have those terrifying trollops from the Women's March on Washington stopped screaming at us about male privilege and the tampon tax yet? Oh, and just so you skirts know, while you were busy yelling at America about abortion and equal pay, 
I was busy objectifying women by watching 1980s barely legal Asian gangbang fisting porn on VHS. Huh, it's funny. The girl in the movie never mentioned anything about male privilege, but <laughs> then again, it's probably hard to talk when you have another brother's fist up your pussy and some dude with a mustache eating out your asshole. Holy shit. I think if they do this march again next year, they need to rename it the Unfuckables. There was a whole lot of handsome in our nation's capital that day. Look, Delphi, Faces. If your goal was to balance out the hotness of all of the Trump pussy that was paraded around D.C. during Inauguration Weekend, <laughs> well, congratulations, ladies. You succeeded. It will be hilarious when we find out that half of you marching broads who preach to us about misogyny and rape culture for an entire weekend hit the local D.C. bars afterwards where you fell for every cheesy pickup line that came your way because you're so enamored by anyone who claimed to be politically connected in our nation's capital. I can't wait to hear stories about how some of you dumb broads thought that you slept with Henry Kissinger or Tip O'Neill only to find out a week later that you actually just banged an unemployed subway sandwich artist. Anyway, in closing, don't worry kids, those big, scary, enormous cunt costumes that you saw some of those handsome women wearing at the march last week, well, they are an actual size. Thankfully, most cunts are a lot smaller. But trust me, some cunts might feel that big if you have a small dick or anytime you bang a skank who weighs over 400 pounds. <laughs> Do you think a lot of uh, uh, like government officials, politicians, or whatever got laid that night in D.C.? I think a lot of fake politicians and fake congressmen got laid because I'm I guarantee you Washington D.C. and I'm sure you see a lot of this in L.A. because everybody in L.A. wants to be a big shot. Oh, well, yeah. I'm a, a producer's assistant, or I'm a I'm I'm a director's son, or so. Everybody's trying to fucking pull some sort of scam to get some fucking broad in the sack with them with their Hollywood connections, or they're the next up and coming actor. I, I you always... know the same. What's that? I always find it funny when you're at the bar and you see like this fucking model hot, like five foot 11 ch chick with like this five foot six Jewish guy, you know, with a gut <laughs> and like bald, you know, like balding hair. And he's just like with this right. girl. You're like, okay, that guy is, has either a trust fund or his dad is, you know, is, uh, you know, fucking uh, Landis, John Landis or something. It's just like there, there's got to be some reason why that girl is with him. Oh, absolutely. Or he maybe if they just met that night, he fed her a line of shit that she so desperately wants to believe that maybe this is her ticket into the big time that he'll she'll fuck it. And then next day, find out that the fucker works at Jimmy John's delivering sandwiches. You know, I mean, and you know, if that's taking place in L.A., can you imagine the scam artists out in Washington, D.C. Yeah. that are telling every fucking broad that comes into town that they're fucking a congressional aide for Nancy Pelosi or that they, you know, worked in the Clinton administration? administration or you know you know that these guys are preying upon these broads and these broads are so fucking dumb and enamored by that political power that i bet you 90 percent of them fall for it so my guess is that, yeah people were getting laid left and right during the women's march by all these feminists that claim that oh they hate men but oh well if the men the male is you know somewhat politically connected in the nation's capital well then i'll fuck him and suck his dick and eat out his ass <laughs> I think the same thing goes on the other side. Like a lot of closeted Republican senators are probably getting blowjobs from from page boys 
because it's the same oh, kind of thing. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's like you you can find it. You can you can find that it's it's plentiful. It's abundant. The amount of like young people who are, who want to get ahead any way they can, willing to eat out an ass or suck a dick. Oh you know? yeah, and you can you can you can you can bet your bottom ass that a lot of them are going out to Dulles Airport and getting in a a restroom and tapping strange men on the feet <laughs> underneath a bathroom stall. <laughs> Because they had a quote unquote wide stance. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't not, my favorite not story. For cock. I, I have a wide stance. My base is very wide. <laughs> you know, I read something funny about uh it was an interview with Kellyanne Conway, who I can't tell if she looks more like the Crypt Keeper or Eddie from Iron Maiden. You know, like in on the album cover Killers. You know Yeah, oh yeah, I'm I'm going with Eddie on that one. Yeah, I think she she definitely uh, looks more like the cover of, of uh the first Iron Maiden album yeah. for sure. Um she was talking about like uh, I don't know, one of the reporters was asking her some question about like, you know, how can you defend Donald Trump for grabbing pussies and has he talk about that kind of thing? She's like, you know, it's just a way of life for us here in Washington. She's like, I can't tell you how many times when I was first starting out that a man would come up and grab my ass or just start making out with me. She's like, it's just normal. That's how it is here for women. And so I was just thinking like, God, these guys must be getting laid left and right if that's the attitude. I, you know, there's probably, because I think it's a little reciprocal. I mean, I think when you get in any type of, centralized power where there's a power structure and people are trying to climb that, that ladder of you know political power. And, and you see it in Hollywood too, when they're trying to climb the ladder of celebrity mm. where people yeah. will do things and allow things to happen. And it's kind of an unwritten rule. Hey, you know, you want this job? You gotta, you know, you gotta let me stick this stogie up your pussy. You know, I mean, it's just, I think it comes with the territory. And I think everybody kind of knows that going into the gig, you know, Hey, I'm a fat intern. Here's the president. He's going to want me to stick a Dutch masters in my pussy and in the oval office. I mean, you, you know that that can happen at any given moment. So don't act surprised when all of a sudden you got a couple Swisher sweets jammed up your twat. You know I mean? These, these guys got to the be quite horny if they're willing to fuck Kellyanne Conway. Maybe they're just I'll really drunk what. or something. Kellyanne Conway, I mean, she's what now, 60 or whatever? I but young Kellyanne Conway, if you watch any of the old Bill Mars, uh, what was his first show? Not the HBO one he has now. He used to have the other late night show. Real Time? Uh, oh, wait, no, Real Time's the one he has now. Yeah. The, oh, the wait, politically, politically incorrect. incorrect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you watch that, I believe it was that show. Maybe it was another show. But Kellyanne Conway used to go on as a guest because she's always been a conservative kind of spokeswoman uh, long before she got, you know, more or less famous through the Trump campaign. But you look at a young Kellyanne Conway, and that broad was extremely fuckable. She was hmm. kind of sexy. Hmm. I wonder what happened there. What, did you say the well, same thing about age. Ann Coulter? What's that? Could you say the same thing about Ann Coulter? I've never been Al Coulter Ann Coulter to me has always been she's a little too anorexic looking or bulimic looking to me. She's too gaunt. I mean, oh. even younger. I mean, because she's no spring chicken either. She's got to be in her mid forties or something by now. I mean, I, I I I'd probably do her for the story, but uh, I've never found her attractive. She's too skinny. But Kellyanne Conway, she was a saucy little biscuit twenty years ago. I think Ann Coulter, though, there's a good chance that she might be a man. She's, uh, I, I can see kind of like, look at the size of those hands, the Adam's apple. Mm, you know? It wouldn't, put it this way, it wouldn't shock me. But that would make the story <laughs> that much better if you wanted a fucking Ann Coulter, <laughs> Coulter. And then two weeks later, she pulls a Bruce Jenner and, or a Caitlin or whatever the fuck you're calling her now. 
if she did that, it'd be even a better story. Like, yeah, I fucked Ann Coulter. It was like fucking Skeletor, but you know, hey, turned out she was actually a dude. So it makes this, it doubles the the entertainment value of that that sex story, big time. Do you know so, if yeah, uh, Do you know if Doug uh, Dougie Doug Warsaw ended up going to any of the women's marches? Because being a, a hermaphrodite or herpetite, herpetite's the correct term. Herpendite, yeah. Herpendite, herpendite. He could probably represent both sexes equally. I, you know, th- that's a good point you bring up, but I understand that the transsexuals or the transgenders or the trannies or the agenders or the pangenders or the bigenders or whatever, they're, <laughs> you know, whatever the, the two spirits or the eight million names or the eight million genders that there are now. I understand that they're very, very upset that they weren't included in the women's march. Oh, I didn't know this. Really? Oh, yeah. There was a little pissing match a day or two after the women's march that the trannies felt that they were slighted. Hmm. Even though the Women's March were saying that they were sticking up for more than just women's rights, they were sticking up for humans' rights. But, you know, a lot of those diehard militant feminists that are putting on cunt hats and parading themselves around town with their little, you know, stay off my pussy signs uh, and reciting beatnik poetry about their vaginas, (laughs) a lot of those militant feminists don't quite accept the transgenders because they're not, they they see them as kind of invading their territory. They weren't birthright women. They didn't have to go through the pregnancies and the periods and all this other shit. So a lot of them have this animosity that these transgenders and trannies are just coming right in, stealing their thunder, but never had to go through the oppression, the biological oppression yeah, that a, women, that, that the women uh, a real biological woman feels. So mm-hmm. there's, they, they, there's a little tension between those two groups, which I personally enjoy. <laughs> God, that, that's interesting. Um, yeah. maybe we should, you should have just brought a tarp out, threw some baby oil down and let them wrestle it out. There you go. Maybe yeah. maybe that's maybe every year they have to have like a Super Bowl of the you know who's the real woman here the tranny <laughs> or the biological female uh, and let's let's have a gender championship every year and whoever reigns as the title they get to go out and preach all this feminist nonsense for a year and then they have another challenge the following year whoever wins that gets the title for a year hmm. yeah I'd, I'd tune into that over at UFC any day of the week. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what you should get into. Uh, being a commentator for that, <laughs> the, oh, trans, the transgender uh, female uh, wrestling match. I could see. Yeah, that. we could call it gender mania. Gender mania, WrestleMania of the female and tranny genders to see who reigns supreme. <laughs> Title belts, the whole nine yards. I'm all about it. You, you let me know when that starts going down, and I'll, 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 I'll be a uh, play-by-play announcer for that anytime. I'll keep you posted. I'm sure it's going to happen soon. Um, keeping keeping up, up with topical news here, uh, Steel weighs in on the, the refugee ban that occurred this week. Look, fuckfaces, I'll be honest. I'll admit it. I'll be the first one to tell you that I don't want any of these fucking immigrants or fucking refugees moving into my neighborhood. Now, before all of you millennial social justice assholes put on your enormous cunt costumes and protest on my patio with your homemade signs calling me a hateful xenophobic racist, you should also know that I don't even want to live next door to my English-speaking, straight, hot, big-titted, 21-year-old white female neighbor either. Yes, I've jerked off to her a few times, but it takes an awful lot of work because whenever I bump into her at the mailbox, I can barely understand a word she's saying. I can't understand anything she says between all 
the LOLs and OMGs. She may as well be speaking a foreign language to me. I know she's speaking English, but it sounds like complete gibberish. Plus, I usually tune out after she says hello because I'm way too busy staring at her camel toe in her extremely snug-fitting yoga pants. So if I don't even want to feel obligated to say hi to my sexy, big-titted, camel-toed neighbor at the mailbox, what the fuck makes you think that I want to get stuck talking to some guy with a towel on his head who speaks broken English that wants to tell me all about how he is forced to flee his homeland after his entire family was slaughtered by ISIS or some brutal tribal warlord. I mean, how do you jerk off to that? Oh, well, believe me, I could jerk off to it, but it just seems like an awful lot of work. The one thing we should have all learned from the Unabomber was how to live our lives neighbor-free. So, refugees, <laughs> once you can finally get into our fucking country, well, welcome to America. Just don't fucking move next door to me. As you can see, I already have my hands full living too close to other annoying humans. Well, thanks, and good luck to you. Well, Steele, you kind of just have like an anti-human philosophy. Just you're just like pure misanthrope. So it's just you, you just don't want anyone living near you. Yeah, I, I used to live. I live in obviously. I think a lot of people know that I nickname it the dorm room because it's a small condominium, apartment style condominium. And for years, when I bought it, and I, I don't know, I've owned it for what, fifteen or fifteen years or whatever. When I bought it. It was a nice place because it was a, there's 16 units in my building and there was only at any given time, maybe two other occupants even residing in, in any of the units. The other places were kind of abandoned or foreclosed on by, you know, the, they didn't pay their mortgages and they were just kind of vacant and abandoned. Once in a while, somebody would, you know, rent one out or whatever. But for the most part, my building was primarily empty other than a couple other units. Well, some dickwad came in last summer and he bought all the foreclosed vacant units and he refurbished them made them mm. nicer and now he's renting them out to college kids Ooh, from wow, the Sag you know, Saginaw that. Valley yeah Saginaw Valley State and Delta are within five minutes of where I live so now I got all these fucking college assholes living next to me I can barely even get a parking spot in the parking lot anymore and it's pissing me off do what do they like walk by like I mean if you open up your your door to the dorm room do they have their doors open and everyone's kind of hanging out or are people very, um, you know, standoffish and stick to their own or do they avoid it's, you because you're kind of like that, that the scary Vietnam vet, you know, wearing yeah, I'm like camo, a creepy, screaming, bulbous a creepy, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm the creepy older, scary looking guy who may or may, you know, for all they know, I think some of them maybe think I'm a pedo or that I'm on the sex offender registry. And uh, so, yeah, they try to keep their distance from me. Thankfully, I'm not home a lot. But when I do get home at night, you know, sometimes after I worked a long day, I'll get home and I can't even get Like I used to have a parking spot right outside my fucking door. Now I have to fucking go all the way to the other end of the lot because I have no, there's no place to fucking park with all these assholes because these college kids will have, they'll have more than one person living in each room and then they'll have all their buddies over. And it's, it's, it's kind of like a dorm room setting now because all these kids are in college. And of course I'm not. And it's a little <laughs> bit like when I was at Ferris, except I don't have a 0.0 grade point average. And none of these assholes are inviting me to the beer party. Yeah. That's what I was, that was my second question. Do they ever invite you to any of their parties? Like, are they, are they going to invite you to the Super Bowl parties? They're going to go on tomorrow. I haven't got an invitation yet. 
I, I, I haven't no, you know, and I, I, I'm not around a lot, but they could have taped it to my door and said, "Hey, by the way, a creepy, a possible pedophile <laughs> sex offender that lives at the end of the building. Hey, we're having a Super Bowl party down in 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 Unit Eight, or I live in in Unit Eight. We're having a Super Bowl party down in Unit Two. Why don't you come down if you have some time? Bring your own booze, or you know, bring a dish to pass. But no, I haven't dip. even gotten a sticky note on my door. All right. Are you having a, your own Super Bowl party with uh, Charles Bronson movies and, uh, and porn? I, I, you, believe me, you could watch probably two Charles Bronson movies in the time it takes them to do fucking halftime for this fucking debacle. The fucking <laughs> halftime show is like 45 minutes long. It's fucking ridiculous. I hate the fucking Super Bowl, by the way. Are, are you going to watch it at all? I watch it every year because I'm a football fan, so I watch it. But I, get, I always find the Super Bowl is always like, it's just kind of like I, I, I don't. It's like it's almost becoming like New Year's Eve to me, where I don't, I don't go to parties anymore for Super Bowl. I stopped doing that a few years ago, much <laughs> like I stopped doing New Year's like a decade ago. So I if don't we, go to Super Bowl parties. I still get invites from some of my friends. That's but what I was I about to say. Some, Did Martin invite you? Did Martin invite you to his Super Bowl party? No, he doesn't. I don't think he does a Super Bowl party. He's kind of very, he's sort of antisocial like me as well. So I don't think he does one. I used to go to like, I got, you know, a lot of friends that were in the movies fakes. Some of them throw Super Bowl parties, but I always find it, it's kind of creepy to me because some of these parties, they expect you to take your shoes off at the door. And I just find it creepy when we're all just sitting around in our socks. It's just very odd. <laughs> so I, I've kind of banned Super Bowl parties. It's usually a, a very anticlimactic anyway. Like I said, by the time it gets to the halftime show with the awful entertainment that they bring onto this fucking thing every year, it's a 45 minute long fucking halftime. By the time the second half rolls around, I'm drained. It's like all the momentum and excitement anymore. of the game is gone. Yeah. Who, who, who are you putting money on if you were a betting man? Falcons or Patriots? Uh, well, I think I actually think the the Falcons are going to win. I'll be rooting for the Patriots because I hate Roger Goodell and he hates Billichek and Brady and the Patriots. So I'd like them to win just out of spite for Goodell. Um, so I'm rooting for the Patriots, and I'd have to say if I was betting, I don't know what the spread is, but it's hard to bet against the Patriots, yeah, even though they I win think every year. actually, yeah, I think actually Atlanta might actually be a better team. I don't know if the the defense can stop Atlanta's offense, but it's it's a, I think the number one defense in in New England going against the number one offense. So something's got to give. Yeah, well, you know it might make for an interesting game. I agree with you. It's it's become this spectacle. I kind of dread every year. You know, it's what's funny out here in California. It's kind of the opposite. No one. Like, it's not cool to watch sports. It's not cool to watch football. So none. I don't know anybody having a Super Bowl party. I bet you they'll have Oscar parties, though, won't they? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be plenty of Oscars. <laughs> and I don't get invited to those either. Um, <laughs> so do you ever actually go, you know, like, like if, you're, if you come home after a night of, uh, or a daytime, I don't know, you're, 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 you're private investigating or stalking, whatever it is that you do, and you come home <laughs> and you get back to the dorm room and you, you want to watch, you know, like a, an 80s action movie. And uh, then mm-hmm. you hear someone playing like Lady Gaga next door. What do the teens listen to? Kesha? Do you ever go over there and be like, keep it down? <laughs> Try to I masturbate. Been, 
I, I did do that last summer. <laughs> I think it was last summer. This guy, no, it was two summers ago because this guy bought all these units and, and redid them and then had a, started renting them out two summers ago. And that first summer, there was so much riffraff in there, and I sound like I'm 80 years old, but there was so <laughs> much fucking riffraff. Yeah, they'd have the they'd have their like screen doors open in the patio, and they'd be playing like like you said they're playing music really loud. But I don't know what I, I don't even recognize it. It sounds like gibberish to me. I don't even know what it is. But it's something obviously very millennial and very trendy and very hip, and it's awful. But they were doing this like three in the morning, and I got I have sleep apnea. I have a hard enough sleep time sleeping as it is. I'm choking to death in the <laughs> middle of my sleep, and here these assholes are playing this fucking awful music. And keeping me up. So yeah, I, in one of my, when I awoke from one of my apnea fits where I almost choked to death, I did wake up and go knock on the door and say, Hey, look, I live down at the other end of the building. I'm trying to fucking sleep here. Can you guys, you know, I, I, I you can wearing, you guys at least like, we're uh, you wearing that? like your wife beater and your stain tidy whities like brown stain tidy whities And you're just like, God damn it. You well, I, I put my 80 year old man robe on to go. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I did have a wife beater on under it, but I, I, I made sure I tied the robe so I wasn't showing off. Cause I mean, they had like 20 kids and these places aren't that big. You're not supposed to fit 20 people in there, but there were like 20 fucking college kids in there. And it, the, I, the one good drawback or the, the one good feature is that there are some, like I said, I mean, one of my uh, neighbors is pretty, she's a pretty hot chick, college age, 21, 22, whatever. And there's a couple other ones that live in there too, that are kind of hot, but that doesn't, that, that doesn't trump their their annoying behavior to me, you know. I'm sure so, they've, I'm sure they're quite turned on by your your uh, what twenty year old robe. Yeah, did, and the you bourbon you, breath that I probably had at the time. I'm yelling at him. Did you keep on that sleep apnea apparatus? Isn't it kind of like a thing you put on your nose or something? I I'm supposed to. I have one. It's called a CPAP machine. Um, but I don't, I, I got it. I think I, I was diagnosed with sleep apnea, like in the early two thousands. And the reason I went to get a sleep test or a sleep study was because, you know, we like and Mooner, right? A lot of people oh, yeah, that listen yeah. to from the Ville know about those guys. Cause they came on as guests a lot, but I went to high school with those guys. Yeah, they were in your grade. Yeah, my grade. Yeah. So, um, and I'm sure a lot of your crossover listeners from us, you know, they know oh, who, yeah, who yeah. I'm talking about, but Mooner, I, and, uh, we like Mooner and myself, along with Judd Levinson, you know, big Judd, obviously mm-hmm. he graduated with you too. Uh, we all went to a, a strip joint out in Niagara Falls called the Sundowner that Weedike knew about when he worked out in Niagara Falls for a year. He, he was stationed out there with his job. And he told us how great this nudie bar was and that we have to go. Well, when he got done with that job a couple months later, you know, we all went out there together and went to this nudie bar. You took a road all trip stayed. all the way out to Niagara Falls? Yeah, we went out. It's it's not that far from Michigan. It's a, like a six-hour drive or something. Oh, wow. So we went out there, and we thought it would be cool. You know, we went out and had dinner and stayed the night and, you know, just kind of party down the town and went to this nudie bar. And we all stayed in the same hotel room. Well, those fuckers kept throwing their shoes at me all night long because my apnea was keeping them awake. <laughs> well, what is it? So, Do you make noises or something? Or you're like... <laughs> yeah, well, apparently I didn't know this, but, like... When you have apnea, basically you, you, you stop breathing is what happens. You either stop breathing from your central nervous Jesus. system or you stop breathing from, from an obstruction in your throat, like your tongue when you sleep or whatever relaxes so much that it blocks the airflow in your, your throat or esophagus. So you're like choking so, yeah, to death when, in the middle of the night. Yeah, so, so, but you're doing it like several times an hour. Like, <laughs> you'll just, <laughs> just start going nuts. 
so they kept throwing fucking shoes at me. I'm like, what the fuck are you assholes doing? You keep showing shoes at me every half hour. Well, they say, because you're fucking making noise, knock it off. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. So they, they described it to me the next morning, and they said, you're awful to try to sleep in the same room with. Did you, you have said, to share a bed with out. one of those guys? Because they're, they're big men. Those are large men, those guys. Oh yeah, well they're all they were all near. Well, Judge is about was about three fifty at the time. Weedex about three hundred, and and Mooner, if he was taller, would be three hundred. But he's fucking so short that he's only like you know was only like two seventy five. Yeah, they're, but, they're big, uh, big, big yeah, guys. No, no, I slept on the floor, um, <laughs> and I didn't sleep. I mean, I I laid on the floor and then almost died every half hour, and then they hit me with shoes. So I, I laid on the floor. I never really actually slept that night. <laughs> and but, so then uh, uh, yeah. I, I like how none of you guys actually brought any strippers home back to the hotel. Oh, no, we brought ourselves home. So I we went to a strip joint, and then I wound up in a hotel room with three fat men. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that sounds like the worst gay porn ever. I am. Yeah. Um, wow. So, uh, yeah. So, so you didn't wear, you don't typically wear the sleep apnea helmet or whatever. I've tried it when I first gave it to me, I tried it, but I, I never could make it through the night. I'd like wake up and like, I wouldn't even know I'm doing it, but like I'd wake up and you know, half dying or whatever in my sleep. And then I'd wake up the next morning and the apnea machine would be on the other side of the room and there'd be a dent in the wall. Is so, it like a Darth like, Vader mask? Yeah, it's like, well, it's more like, I consider it more like a Top Gun, like you're in a oh, uh, Air okay. Force. Yeah, like a jet. Yeah, in an Air Force jet, pilot. like an F-15 or something. It's like a thing you put over your mouth and your nose, and then it's got a big <laughs> hose that goes to the fucking machine that pumps the air through your esophagus. Next time the riffraff's having a, a late night party, and by late night I mean like, well, like 10.30 p.m., you should go yeah, over there much. with your rope and your sleep apnea mask. Be like, God damn it, kids, keep it down. God damn it, can't you see I'm trying to live here? I'm trying to breathe. Oh, my God, you, you, you probably, you're, you're probably like the, the stuff of their nightmares, I'm sure. I, I hope so. I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to be such a, just a fucking, like, miserable prick that they don't ever want to live there again and they move out. The problem is they're college kids, so it doesn't matter because they're going to go home at the end of the, the school year and then probably new college kids are going to yeah. move in next year. So it's not going to, they're not even going to know that I'm the, uh, there's a miserable prick that lives in that building. I think you should take the alternate route. It'd be like Rodney Dangerfield and back to school and just be the old cool guy. I would, I, I'm not, but I'm not cool. Like if, <laughs> if I, if I had any ounce of coolness to me, I would, and it would be fantastic. But I, I, I'm not cool. And the minute fucking one of those millennials goes off on the, you know, you know, saving a seal or something, I'm going to fuck it. You know, I, I'm going to laugh at them and probably send them into a safe space or they're going to think I'm being a micro aggressive towards them. And it's, it's not going to go well. So well, clash. It's a, it's a clashing of, of cultures is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have time for one more rant. Uh, this one is about uh, the Screen Actors Guild, the SAG, right? Yeah. 
Ah, yes, Hollywood. I see that many of you celebrities voiced your concern for the poor little refugees at last week's SAG Awards. (laughs) Of course, you did it while you were wearing your Gucci dresses and eating your green tea marinated salmon with bulgur wheat tofu, drinking bottles of Sterling Napa Valley Cabernet and Fiji water as you patted yourselves on the back for an entire evening. (laughs) You know, that bottle of Fiji water was probably bigger and more expensive than the refugees' entire village of mud huts. Yes, Hollywood, your concern is obvious. It just isn't obvious enough to cancel or skip your lavish affair or to stop uploading selfies of you celebrating your own accomplishments. Hollywood, as always, you are absolutely adorable. Oh, and by the way there, dollface, that designer handbag of yours that you so proudly have on display, well, just so you know, that was probably made by underage labor in a sweatshop in Taiwan that doesn't control its carbon emissions. So yes, aren't you quite the humanitarian and environmentalist? You got to love the uh, hypocrisy of Hollywood. You know? Oh, I think it's if they, uh, yeah, if, if uh, you know, they're Gucci handbags or whatever, if they found out it's like someone did like some expose about how, you know, they're made in some sweatshop by like four, four-year-old Thai, Thai children or something. I don't think they would care because it looks so hmm. cool. It looks so good. It's like, eh, it's my favorite purse. Yeah, they they speak a good game and they have pay a lot of lip service to shit. But it, it's the same with Leonardo DiCaprio telling people not to fly, and yet he's fucking flying all over the world in private jets because of it's you know going to ruin the environment or cause the fucking temperature of the Earth to go up by a couple of degrees. But he doesn't you know practice what he preaches, and most of Hollywood doesn't, just like most <laughs> of Washington doesn't either. So I mean they're one and the same basically at this point. I'm surprised they're so anti-Trump because. You know, Trump's going to like pass laws that the rich will be taxed like, you know, one percent or something. You'd think they'd be like, well, sweet. I'll get to keep my you know millions of dollars and fucking mansions all over the world. Yeah, well, again, I think a lot of them aren't as angry at Trump as they try to, you know, show to the world whenever they have an event or a platform to do so. Because I, I imagine if if a tax break or a tax law does benefit them, I imagine they're not going to run to the IRS and give them the difference <laughs> of what they would have paid. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't happen. It never does. They, so these people, like I say, talk out their ass, but they don't mean half of what they fucking say. It's all bullshit. It's yeah, all, I don't think they're going to take the, the difference of what they would have paid and give it to some charity either. Yeah, no, they're going to keep it. They're going to buy another fucking Mercedes. (laughs) Although I think I think what happened in Hollywood is a lot of people because you kind of would get blacklisted or disparaged if you if you were pro Trump, because that's why there's so few pro Trump celebrities. Like even like Matthew McConaughey came out. I was like, you know, we got to like start working with Trump and embrace Trump or whatever. And everyone's like, ah, Matthew McConaughey sucks. I think a lot of those celebrities you know, pay lip service. It's like, you know, they'll, they'll sit there and be like, Oh, Trump, you know, he's awful. He's the worst person ever. Blah, blah, blah. We need to fight against him. But then me, you know, but actually on November 6th, they voted for him for the tax breaks. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think Hollywood has has a longstanding reputation of, unless you've really gotten to a point where you have a lot of clout and power, like, you know, a Clint Eastwood or a John Voight, they just don't really give a fuck at this point. They, you know, they've already uh, climbed the ladder where nobody can really, you know, tell them what to do. They can work on independent projects that still make a lot of money and not even have to go through the Hollywood machine. But yeah, if it's somebody that's, you know, career is kind of, you know, uh, kind of on the fence or somebody that's first getting into it. Yeah. They don't want to rock the boat too much because they're afraid they're not going to get any gigs. Mm. So yeah, I I bet a lot of them were secret Trump voters, but they're, they're not going to obviously admit it. 
So, and I, I think it happens every election cycle. I think a lot of, a lot more of them are right leaning or vote Republican than they're ever going to fucking cop to. Yeah, so, I mean, it, yeah. Um, how yeah. come, uh, how come uh, Mel Gibson didn't end up getting a cabinet position? I thought for sure he would be like the, I don't know, secretary of Jewish relations or something. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fantastic. I mean, Mel hasn't had a great, got a real good outburst in several years. So, yeah, I'd like to see him resurface. I mean, the last time he called the cop sugar tits and blamed the fucking world's <laughs> wars on the Jews, it was it was fucking great. So, yeah, I'd love to see Mel make a comeback in the uh, drunken drunk driving arrest arena again. He was he was fucking gold for a couple of years there. Yeah, I, f- I figured he would be really uh, enthusiastic about this, uh, this new administration. And I thought for sure he would get some kind of cabinet position, but apparently not. Um, well, what are your sentiments on the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Donald Trump uh, rivalry going on right now? Oh, I, I find it entertaining to some extent. I don't know. I mean, I think they only had the one barb when fucking uh, Trump said something about the ratings and then uh, Arnold did a YouTube video or something in response to it. I don't know if it's still going on or not. No, this but, is the second time they got into it because I, initially I think when uh, Arnold first hosted the show and the ratings were a little bit below like what Trump's first year was, Trump uh-huh. uh, tweeted about it. Then Arnold said something like, yeah, you're president now, so you don't need to uh, worry about ratings anymore. And then Trump, Trump said something back to him. And then this week at the National Prayer Breakfast of all of all places, Trump starts. It's so amazing. This is why Trump is incredible. He gets up and he starts giving a speech about the instead of like talking about religion and religious awareness or whatever, he starts right. going off about the Celebrity Apprentice ratings and how that we should pray for the ratings because Arnold Schwarzenegger is such a shitty host. And then Schwarzenegger <laughs> responded with that YouTube video saying, like, let's switch positions. You know, I'll help people sleep at night by actually being a president and you can boost the ratings for your show. <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, it sounds to me like a typical Trump. I actually saw, was it, uh, it's, it's uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker for South Park are, are, are saying how they, they don't like that Trump got elected, not because they give a fuck about Trump necessarily, but just because it's making it hard for them to write satire because of all of his, you know, non-traditional presidential things that he winds up, you know, tweeting about or talking about that they're, they're saying it's making their jobs difficult to make episodes about Trump. Well, he, the the difficulty is this is what happens when satire becomes reality. Right. So That's like, exactly yeah. what they say. <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard to write jokes when it's like we're living a joke. <laughs> right. Which so, is pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So no, that doesn't surprise me that Trump got, you know, in a, a verbal, online spat with, with Arnold with about it. But I mean, it sounded to me like from both ends that it was more or less in, kind of in fun. It didn't sound like either one of them were all that. No, I, I, it sounded like it was just kind of, uh, you know, barbs back and forth and jest. But, you know, honestly, yeah. I think I'd rather have Schwarzenegger in there. I think he'd be kind of a cool president. You know, the governor. He's the governor. Yeah, he was a governor. He was a governor of your state. You yeah. lived out there when he was governor, didn't you? Yeah. Is the, the yeah. governor? I didn't vote for him. I didn't really. I don't even think I voted for him. Actually, maybe I did. You know, I think I did vote for him because I was like, "This would be amazing to have Arnold Schwarzenegger as a governor." Yeah, yeah but I didn't. California, in the, in, after his term was over, though, I don't think Californians were real pleased with his tenure as governor, though, were they? I don't remember. Yeah, I have no idea. I remember. I just thought it was great to have Schwarzenegger in uh, as you know the governor of the state. 
you know, the Terminator. Right, right, yeah. So so many great Commando was a yeah, great fucking. God, he had a man. lot of great movies, no doubt about it. Predator, Commando, Raw Deal, <laughs> Raw Deal, damn fine. Film. So what was the what was the one Red Heat? What was the one he starred co-starred with Jim Belushi? That was awesome. I think that was Red Heat. Actually, was it called Red Heat? Yeah, that was awesome. I love that movie. <laughs> anyway, I'm probably the first person in the history of mankind who ever said he loved a Jim Belushi movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Steele, um, uh, thanks for being on the show and uh, sharing your philosophy. I think uh, we, we need that kind of uh, balance here on Sick and Wrong. Um, and uh, I, hope, uh, I hope you end up having a, a good Super Bowl party and you enjoy the Lady Gaga halftime show. I'm sure you're looking forward to that. Oh, yes. I'm, <laughs> you know, counting the minutes right now as we speak. <laughs> Uh, maybe uh, some of your, your college student neighbors might invite you to their halftime show and then you can uh, have some of their seven layer bean dip or maybe you could bring your own bean dip uh, they won't believe me they don't want to eat what I put in the bean dip <laughs> it would be in their best interest to not eat my bean dip anyway till next time man thanks for being on the show and uh, I'll talk to you soon can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget with this amazing offer from AdamandEve.com. Through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off just about any item. Just go to AdamandEve.com and you'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And there's more. With every order, you'll receive our romance kit free. Our romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. And that's not all. Oh no. We'll also throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special Valentine's offer. Get 50% off one item, a free romance kit, and free shipping when you enter offer code DIDDLE. D-I-D-D-L-E. That's diddle at adamandeve.com. So we got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, people, you can call the Sigurong Hotline at 323-522-4032. And you should. You should. You definitely should. Uh, the first call we got here is a, a kid who's asking us about mushrooms. Mm, Great right. time to ask Harrison about mushrooms right yeah. before he's going to rehab. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, hey guys, um, <clears throat> just uh, wanted to give you guys a quick call and see uh, if you could give me some uh, input. Uh, so I was packing a bowl here in my, uh, in my, you know, piece, my small spoon bowl, you know, like my hand-sized bowl that I take and I put in my pocket. Okay. Set that down on the table. All right. <laughs> my friend gave me some powdered mushrooms the other day and I was like, I've never done mushrooms. Do mushrooms, so give me like 0.3 powdered mushrooms. So I waited. When does that happen? Yeah, I was when about do to they say count them? Powdered mushrooms. They count them and then wait, and then they turn them into powder, but they remember how many mushrooms it was. Or do you, or, you or do, do you, it by weight, not by number? Yeah, but that was about to say, is it 0.3 grams of mushrooms? I thought he said 23 mushrooms. I thought he said 0.3. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm thinking it's 0.3 grams. But let's let's go ever, with that. That makes more sense. Have you done powdered mushrooms? No. 
I have before. I've had mm. it in tea. Mm. But uh, I've never like just crushed it up like that. I know, yeah. I've never purchased powdered mushrooms. It just seems like a harder, yeah. Well, you could just put it into your smoothie. It's almost right. better than uh, than just eating them. I guess so. You ever, you ever have friends that do that? They just grab the mushrooms, these things that are grown in shit, and just yeah. chew on them and, wow, it's fine. Uh, not really, no. Because I live in this city, and um, I'm fucking 37. Yeah, you know? but I'm just saying. Okay. It's like <laughs> mushrooms are all grown on shit. Yeah. So when you get them, they have shit on them. So it's like a lot of people, oh. like I, like when I would partake in mushrooms, mm. I would take them and put them in like peanut butter or something and just take, bah, just eat the peanut butter with the mushroom right. in it. Some people don't even give a shit about putting it, you know, mixing it with anything. It's manure. It. It's fine. It's not sh- It's different than <laughs> shit, you know? I'm just saying it doesn't yeah. taste good. Okay. Cows anyway. have four stomachs. They eat grass. It's fine. All right. Yeah. Then I spilled some on the weed. Not a lot, but just like... You know, like a dash, like Salt Bay. You know the Salt Bay memes. Like if you're gonna do that, like I did that on my my bowl. And... We're like halfway through, and I'm I'm ready to bail. I am just like I know. I, <laughs> I just want to see what's his question here. I'm just like looking at my watch. Got in the weed. I wiped it off the bowl, but Colin smoked the weed. It's too much detail. There's like mushroom powder. If you smoke psilocybin, do you get high? Like I'm probably gonna smoke it anyway. But, uh, yeah, who's this guy? Thomas Pynchon? He's got to describe every <laughs> fucking thing. Jesus. Just wanted to see what you guys think is going to happen or if you know what's going to happen. So, uh, keep it sick, keep it wrong. I'll call you, uh, when I get fucked up. If I get fucked up. Oh, great. Uh, I want to hear that. And, uh, if I get fucked up, I'll try to remember to call. Well, I'm waiting I, with well, bated do, breath. Sir, I'm glad you asked that because I do know what's going to happen. Uh, you're going to see a giant disembodied head of your grandmother yelling at you in Swahili um, about your fucking failures and shortcomings. And, and you're going to have to deal with that and fucking just beat her off in both ways, in both senses of the word. I was thinking... With a mop. I was thinking there's going to be an overwhelming urge to masturbate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah after yeah. your grandma berates you. Yeah. And then after that, you're pretty much going to think you're an orange for the rest of your life, and they're going to put you in a closed room, and you're going to be in that room just thinking you're an orange. Right. That's what happens when you smoke psilocybin. It's fine. And yep. just eat an ostrich egg afterwards. And, and it's fine. fine. I mean, as long as yeah. no one tries to you know make orange juice out of you you're just being orange what was the actual question it was like i, I got know. some powdered mushrooms <laughs> on my weed you got i got i think he said he, he got his peanut butter in my chocolate and i got his chocolate in my peanut butter man and i don't know what to do you know i, I think he was saying that like it mm. dripped into his weed or yeah. fell into his weed now he's all worried about it but but the thing is like kids today yeah are drug pussies. They yeah. really are. It's like they can't take acid. That's why I take Molly. It's like, you know, back in my day, I remember buying a bag from someone, getting a bag of weed, and looking at the weed and being mm. like, God, looks all, what's this white powder in it? And the mm. dude's like, oh, someone dusted that. He's right. Like, but uh, do you guys want it? And it's like, fuck yeah, it's dusted. But they don't need to do that now because all weed is like, all weed is mushrooms now. Yeah, weed all is weed is like, so strong yeah, so that it might as well be fucking laced with angel dust. But I remember being really excited because I'm like, mm. oh, God, we get to smoke PCP and weed. This is yeah. great. So, dude, you should be enjoying this. You should yeah. be excited about it. You should be like, I get to smoke psilocybin and knock yeah. that one off my list. Yeah. This is how we make Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. You know? 
you know Come and, on. and have fun with life you know jesus live yeah. a little yeah like could you imagine hunter s thompson meeting this kid um no i think he would slap him across the face <laughs> and would. be like what the fuck is wrong with yeah. you you'll snort that psilocybin powder don't just pour it on your fucking weed yeah yeah god and i don't know read some hemingway or something so you can get to the learn how to get to the point just yeah, be a little know? more concise jesus, jesus. All right. what is it what is the thing um uh one pair baby shoes slightly used the six word hemingway story right yeah, yeah, is yeah. That, that is the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the, the road to hell is paved with unbought stuffed dogs. What the fuck is that? I think that's the no. first line out of oh. Sun Also Rises. Okay, maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, huh. read some Hemingway and then learn to call yeah. properly. <laughs> um, second- but yeah, do let us know what happens. Sure, why not? <laughs> I hope okay. he's an orange. Mm. Um, second call here is about a guy asking me if I had a nose job. Hmm. Hey, second round, what's up? It's Buddy the Baker. You, uh, I haven't called in in a long time, but I have. It was back then. So- Colonel Baker? Is that what he said? I think he said Buddy the Baker. Buddy the Baker, sure. Buddy the Baker. Buddy the Baker. Black shows that was on, I'm pretty sure. Um, yo, D, you wrote a book. That's pretty cool. Um... <laughs> Oh yeah, D. I'm listening to old. I'm listening to old from the Villa episodes because I fucking not. And um, who listens to old from the Villa episodes? That's amazing. Okay, I yeah. gotta tell Steele about that. That is kind of weird. Yeah, have you ever mm. actually listened to any from the Villa episodes? I have not. You should. I've heard things about <laughs> I think it. You, yeah. I think maybe in rehab, yeah. Yeah. just listen to the yeah. four years of from the Villa episodes and see right. if that maybe cures your drug addiction. Yeah. <laughs> or you'll just end up committing suicide. Sure, sure. By the way, what a terrible fucking time to go to rehab. Seriously, right? Am right. I right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what the actually, fuck? I mean, kind of. It's like the world might end while you're in rehab. Yeah. Just like this is the time when we should get uh, whatever. Here we go. Steel's talking about uh, how not money. Uh, you, Martin, and Steel were in high school, and he's talking about how you got a fucking nose job or some <laughs> shit. Or, uh, he says hit your catch face on. What's up with that? Anyway, uh, Harrison, you're doing a pretty good job. You allowed me to come to terms, uh, like, uh, come to terms, be more accept, like, be more publicly open about my, uh, BDSM shit. So you're pretty fucking awesome. It's got me like, I'm always helping people come to terms with it. Every now and then I'll get, like, messages from people that's like, you helped me, you know, talk to my grandmother about my, you know, uh, schizophrenia or something. Or like understand know? and accept my pedophilic right. yeah, desires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do that. It happens all the time. Thanks for teaching me techniques. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird, man. It's a weird scene. It is true, though. A lot yeah. of people now feel more comfortable mm. talking about BDSM. And you yeah. kind of normalized it here on the site. Because right. I think part of the thing is a lot of people listen to the show and they're like, I'm not as fucked up as Harrison. Yeah, yeah. So I just yeah. feel better about myself. You know? Be, you know, it's be careful when the when you when you start to let everything go and there starts to be no rules, then there's no rules. Yeah. 
that's, the, then, that's the thing. Yeah. Once you stop giving a fuck, people, yeah. it's a fine line. To it gets cross. crazy. So, so he, he was, was talking about mm. Steele was saying that how uh, Steele, Martin, and me were not money in high school. Okay, um, that's very true. I there was nothing money about me in high mm. school. I was a just kind of just a dork, very ugly, um, not very attractive. I was kind of funny though. I hung out mm. with some pretty cool people, but um, but yeah, I wasn't very attractive at all. Never got laid, mm. not until I think my senior year of high school. Um, but uh, part of the thing you were saying is I did actually, I guess not technically have a nose job, but I did sort of have a nose job. I didn't like pay to go to a plastic surgeon to fix my nose. Mm -hmm. What happened is, so I had a pretty significant Jewish schnoz. Okay. It's a family, um, heirloom. <laughs> you got it from my grandfather. You did, you're saying. I did have a Jewish schnoz. I mean, you still and, do. Yeah, but I had like okay. a, a hook nose, like okay. very stereotypical. It was huge. It was like a big hook nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I always wanted to get it fixed. Mm. My parents would not pay for that. Yeah. Like there's no way my parents were going to pay mm. like, I don't know how much does a nose job cost, like 10 grand or something. Mm. There's no way that would ever happen. Just so you could pass. Well, not only pass. I, just, I was like, you know how mm. like when you're a teenager and you're self-conscious about certain things? Right. I was teased mercilessly about mm. it anyway. And uh, not to mention, I was just very self-conscious about my nose. Mm. And so my well, you, parents... My your nickname was Hook Nose Kike, right? Wasn't <laughs> Hook it? Nose or Big Nose. Okay, Big Nose. Okay. Um, there are many different yeah. nose, very, many different nose nicknames mm. that I had. Uh, but anyway, at the time, I, I think it was like a junior, mm. maybe it was, it was Christmas break junior year. Um, we were playing football. We used to play just notepads football mm. just outside on the football field in the snow. And so we're all playing, and I went to tackle this kid, mm. and his knee just smashed me in the face. Mm. Like, smashed my face. My yeah. nose was just crushed. Mm. And so when I, you know, and so afterwards, I, they rushed me to the mm. hospital, but they, they kind of just stopped the bleeding. Mm. And my nose was just fucked. It was at this, like, weird angle and just kind of like that, the, like, kind of like a right angle, and it was mm. just completely fucked. And so, and I couldn't even breathe through it. It was just that fucked up. Mm. And uh, so then my parents were like, oh, well, insurance is going to cover it now. So we went to a doctor and the doctor mm. was like, I'll reset your nose. And if you want, I can do the, I think, I don't know, for rhinoplasty where they shave it down. Mm. And I was like, yeah. Mm. You know, if insurance, and so insurance covered it and they just kind of, I still have a big nose, but mm. it's not like hooked anymore. So, I, I mean, wouldn't you take advantage of that opportunity? Yeah, I would. I mean, I have, I have a little bit of a fucking Owen Wilson thing just because I got, my nose broken with a baseball pitch. Oh, you got hit in the face with a, ba a baseball? Right between the eyes with a pitch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did you, it, did you ever get it fixed or reset? They reset. Yeah, I, I went to... It was like, you don't feel it, but then you realize blood is pouring out of your face. Uh, dude, there was blood yeah, just yeah, yeah. all over yeah. me. Uh, and then it hurts when they reset it. That's when it fucking hurts. You know, and but, the, what's weird about it too is when they reset it, yeah. it's like your eyes are all blackened. Yeah. Like you had like, I had like purple under my eyes. Yeah. And then you have to wear this thing on your face. And I never played baseball again after that. Because <laughs> I didn't fucking like baseball to begin with. And that, after that, I'm like, fuck this. And they're it's, like, no, you got you to get back on the horse. Get back on what? I don't like it. I don't care. I'm done. Yeah, I actually never fuck played you. football my senior year either. <laughs> yeah. We were also smoking a lot of weed at that mm. point. But yeah, 
I was never money in high school. I don't even think I'm money now. So. No. In the no. definition of the term money. Yeah, and don't use that. <laughs> if know. you're going to use that word. Fucking Jesus The only Christ. person who I think can use that word is steal, because mm. you steal. Right. So it's fine. Steal is money, though. That yeah. guy, if you want to call someone money or describe someone money, you can call steal money. All right, next call we got here is uh, a guy calling in about reggae music. Okay. Uh, hey guys, I just finished listening to your last podcast. Uh, it's me, Johnny, calling you from New York City. What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? This isn't a person. This is a voice. This is a fucking, what is this, an Adult Swim character? This yeah. isn't a fucking, what? No, this is, this is definitely an Adult Swim character. <sighs> okay. And I was wondering if you guys are reggae fans, because... I was thinking like these workmate with the Indian dude with the name Anus Rag. When I get, I'm going to be the angriest fucking person on the planet when I get out of rehab. You know, I, I, I'm going to choke about that. this guy to death. Well, I think that's the thing. It's I, like, I, I'm not, you know, I am fucked up right now. I want to choke him to death. Well, imagine you, if I didn't have anything. I will just fucking. Mm. I feel like drugs have made you numb to a lot of annoyances. Like it's made you ignore a lot of annoyances. So once Harrison comes out of rehab yeah. and you have to deal with people like this. Oh my God. Yeah. God. You could just call him Bumbaclot. If you listen to reggae, you will know that Bumbaclot means basically anus rag, butt rag, ass rag. Rectum rag or what have you? Bombaclad. Uh, him now. A bombaclad. A bombaclad. I thought it was actually like just like a menstrual. Yeah, I thought kind it was a blood clot. Yeah, is that what they call it? Well, no, it's not a blood, blood clot. clot. It's not a medical term, D. No, but I thought oh, okay. I thought the the derogatory term that the Jamaicans mm. use is blood clot. They call you a blood clot or bombaclad. But it's bombaclad. It's always bomb. I thought, I thought no, they it's called never it blood, blood yeah. clot. Yeah. No? No. All right, maybe, no. maybe I'm wrong. Doctor, what, what's caused the obstruction? It's a bomba clop. No, it's not a fucking <laughs> medical term. Right? No, but I thought um, that's what it means is blood clop. Oh, Jamaica. This, um, <clears throat> this is why I hate reggae. Yeah. Because of guys like this. Yeah, exactly. I used to love reggae. When I, when I got into college, mm. I was all about Bob Marley and Burning Spear. I still kind of like <sighs> Burning Spear. Oof. And uh, Gregory Isaacs. I was all into that music. As soon as I got into college, yeah. I fucking hated reggae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I heard Sublime. And yeah. now I fucking just loathe mm. reggae. You know, white guys doing reggae is even worse. It, I have a... Sublime is rough because it's like, I hate it. But at the same time, when I was in high school, we used to go around in this kid's car and he only had that tape and he'd play it and we drove around and we'd steal drills from Home Depot and then return them and get money and then go buy heroin. <laughs> and so it's like, I have really fond memories attached to the hearing it. So it's like, I hate you, but it's fun and nostalgia. I hate you. You have this nostalgic attachment yeah, yeah, to it. But would yeah. you ever just like put it on at home? Fuck no. Yeah, I, no. I, I hated that. Like he, here he, in California, I feel like he's like a saint or something, you know? I, I got in an argument with a guy at work who is a native Californian about A demigod, sublime. yeah. And uh, he was saying that he feels sublime mm. is more influential than the Beastie Boys. And I was just like... That, are yeah. you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. 
I was like, 50 years from now, mm. people will still be listening to Paul's Boutique. I can't even, I don't even know the name yeah. of a Sublime record. Right. To compare them to the Beastie Boys. <laughs> I, I, no, I it's a whole different thing here. We almost got into fisticuffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're worshipped by, you know, druids here as a god. Dude, so. have you ever seen in Long Beach where the guy's buried? No. It's like a fucking Jim Morrison shrine to that dude. Like the girls go out there, they kiss the stone and it's like deteriorating mm. because of all the lipstick and saliva and there's like spray paint and fucking <laughs> flowers and ovaries. I don't know. I remember they had a song about looting during the LA riots and um, I don't think that shit would fly today. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Might be too sensitive now. Mm, yeah. Anyway. Wait, yeah. there's part two to this part fucking two, nightmare. Yeah. All right. I almost forgot to say, stay gay. Oh my God. I'm, I'm glad you played. Part yeah, two. thank God. Thank God we did <laughs> if, that. if we missed that, we would have missed the whole uh, if, substance if you, of the call. If this guy's real, I don't even know what's real anymore. I think his uh, accent betrayed yeah. him there. I think he's a, he's a limey. He's from the UK. Oh, okay. You hear that? He was trying to do like an American funny guy voice. Oh, okay. But I think it came through there because oh. it was breaking. I mean, I guess the Jimmy Cliff soundtrack's pretty good, you know? Oh, you, uh, what's that? Harder, harder, they like, come. Harder, they come. Harder they yeah. come. Actually, yeah. I have that on vinyl. That's a good yeah, record. Yeah, yeah, That's it's a pretty good, good record. It's good, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean... Desmond uh, Decker, he was pretty good. Exuma. Yeah. We were talking about that. Exuma's dope as fuck. Exuma, actually, there is, is good it the, reggae. It's like the antidote to Bob Marley. Because it's yeah. about demonology. It's He's a Bahamian, Bahamanian guy. Uh, he's a Bahamian uh, Obeya man. He's like a shaman, and he sings about demons and fucking voodoo and shit. He's Check like this the guy anti out. Bob yeah. Marley. He's fucking Exuma, Dambala, and Bale. Great songs. Yeah, Exuma is pretty badass. Yeah, you know, Burning Spear. Their first couple records are pretty hardcore. Like they were like hardcore Marcus. They, they have an album called Marcus Garvey because they're right. very separatist. They felt like black people should not live amongst white people. Right. And like, but then they kind of became a little more mainstream once they mm. got successful. But the early uh, Burning Spear was good. And I used mm. to like Gregory Isaacs. He's kind of like the uh, I don't know Al Green is. of reggae. Okay, he's old. It's from like the early seventies. Mm. You know who I used to like? Yellow Man. Yeah, I never listen to Yellow Man. He's weird because he's like an albino, mm. and he's all fucked up, you know. Because uh, albinos man. have problems, you know. Have you ever heard uh, dancehall reggae? Yes, that is some of the most god awful music. Yeah, it's I've pretty heard bad. Of. It's better than R and B. It's pretty bad, but it's really. I remember when I worked at the strip club. I had never heard dancehall reggae mm. before, but there was a guy named Sean Paul. Mm. Do, you, do you remember this guy? No. Really big in the mid-aughts, like 2005, 2006. Sean Paul had all these hits, and all the girls loved his music. And it's like, it's not really reggae. It's more dancehall. Is that like Shaggy? Like, Mr. Bombastic, under the plastic. Yeah, I think that's. Okay. I think Shaggy would be yeah, dancehall. Okay. Yeah. Even though people thought Shaggy was kind of cheesy, whereas Sean right. Paul was sort of cool and kind of gangsta. Right. So yeah. I remember one time uh, Sean Paul came into the strip club the gold club with this crew of like 20 people and they all came up into vip and they're sitting around just smoking these massive spliffs right and you can't smoke drugs and you know in, in mm. a strip club so the uh the, the the owners of the club were coming out and being like hey man you know we appreciate your business spending money here just you know please can you put the the the, the marijuana out yeah and so they're like okay 
And as soon as they left, just lighten it up again. Right. So I remember we had this tough guy, Italian bouncer dude that goes over and is just like, finally, it's like the third time after he's been warned. He goes up to him. He's like, listen, fucking RuPaul. He's <laughs> like, if you don't put that out, I'm going to take it and I'm going to shove it up your black ass. Yeah. And the dude's just kind of like, uh. Was that white power Andy or whatever? <laughs> no, no. This oh, guy, okay. this right. that was a different club. This okay. guy was his name Orlando. He's a big yeah. Italian tough guy. Mm. And the dude just kind of looked at him and was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> just put it out. Because <laughs> you, you never, like, Rolando looked like a type of guy that would rape you in prison. Hmm. He'd been in prison for years. And if some, some dude go, comes and gives you that kind of warning, like yeah. that guy, you're probably going to listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that music's got awful. Yeah. But, but, you know, there is some good reggae. Like, Exuma is good reggae. He's not reggae. I guess he's not reggae. He's not. He's way. more like folk, Caribbean folk, what fucking voodoo music. Yeah, I guess you. It's, it's not island reggae. music. It's, it's not really it's island music. Yeah, yeah, it's not really reggae. Yeah. you God, might I hear it on reggae. a pirate ship. I hate steel drums. I hate everything about reggae. Yeah. It just makes me really. I'm too. I'm too angry. I'm too aggro to listen to reggae. Yeah, it just makes me mad. Anyway, people call Second Room Hotline three two three five two two four zero three two. We have time for one email. Uh, Harrison, I sent you this song, so you might. Um, it's to your Gmail. Okay. So if you go in there, you can queue it up. But uh, do you remember a couple weeks ago, speaking of drugs, that guy that mm. called in and he was tripping on acid while he was uh, while he was calling in? Remember that guy? Oh yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. And now uh, there was this bizarre song playing in the background, and we're just like, "What the fuck are you listening to?" Mm. I I had no idea what it was. It just sounded just bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. This guy wrote in, his name's Kyle. He wrote in and he actually recognized the song. He identified the song that the guy was listening to. He says, the guy tripping on acid was listening to this song from a show called Lazy Town. Yeah. And uh, he sent a link to it. I have it queued up here. Yeah, queue up a little bit, a little bit of this song. Can you imagine tripping on acid watching this video? Are you a a real villain? Well... Uh, technically, uh, nah. I'm skip, skip, skip yeah. ahead, yeah. It's like Scott. Yeah. Which I also don't And like. these, these creatures look horrible. They look like nightmares. This is what this guy was, was watching while he was on acid. Yeah. They look like demons. You know what, guy about to smoke psilocybin? Yeah. Don't watch this. No. That's gonna, this is recipe for bad trip. What? What is this a show for kids? What the fuck is this? Anyway. Yeah, it's a kid show called okay. Lazy Town. Jesus Christ! So I asked the dude, you can stop yeah. it. <laughs> this is this is why children shouldn't be microdosing on LSD. Exactly, because then they make children's content like this. I asked day. the guy, I was like, "How the hell did you know what that is?" And he goes, "I originally found it on a 4chan thread, uh, 4chan B thread. It became a thing of people editing the videos and re-uploading with titles like Lazy Town, We're Number One, Dank Edition. Mm. He said you should check out the remixes. And uh, yeah, there, there's that. I showed you that one last week with Lil John and the Baker Cake song. Oh yeah, sure, it's great. That's a Lazy yeah. Town uh, thing too. But mm. you know, my hats off to this guy for being able to just listen to that call and recognize the song. He uh, he ends up writing, "Keep it sick, keep it wrong." Kyle, P.S. Harrison is Bay. I'm Bay. You are Bay. I'm Kyle bae. thinks you are Bay. Does that mean like you're like a babe? That means I'm on you're very attractive. Fleek, right? You are on fleek, mm-hmm. according to uh, this listener. Uh, I'm a beloved uh, creature. 
Harrison is that Bay. Means. Yeah. That that's good. You should almost use that on your resume or mm. just like if you like Harrison is Bay. I'm Bay. You're Bay now. That's pretty yeah, that's pretty good. That's good. It's quite a compliment. Right now I have professional anarchist. Yeah, I think so, Harrison is Bay. Okay. Well, I'll that. change it. I'll make it that. Uh people like best way to listen to the show is iTunes. It is. I mean, we have it on SoundCloud and we have it on a bunch of other avenues, but iTunes is the best way to listen to the show because it helps mm. us out. So just go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate it. Boost visibility for the show. Also, you can buy some Sigurong merch at the Sigurong store, sigurongpodcast.com slash store. Just click on the link to go to Cafe Press. Actually, the best way is technically uh, iTunes, but while drinking fermented goat's blood. Thank you for is, adding that. Yeah, so I, yeah, I should have said that. I please. T- you know, totally slipped my mind, the yeah. goat's blood part. Yeah. I mean, I'm the, I'm the fuck up here. You should remember this yeah, shit. Fermented goat's blood. Yeah. That's why this guy's going to rehab. Mm-hmm. Drinking too much of that. Yeah. Anyway, com slash store. Cafe Press link is right there. Um, finally here, Sigurong Song of the Week. Harrison picked this one out. Harrison actually is... It's, it's weird. I've been listening to music for a long time. I've been collecting vinyl for a long time. And you meet people and they tell you about different records. It's rare that I meet somebody that's actually told me about a lot of good music. And I've learned about a lot of good music from you. Mm. Um, and this one's, uh, this one's uh, no exception here. Um, Darcy Clay... We're going to end the show here with a song called Jesus, I Was Evil by Darcy Clay. Who's Darcy Clay? He's a Kiwi uh, rock star. He's not a rock star, but he's a musician from the 90s, like the early to mid 90s, right? And um, they thought he was going to be big. They're like, oh, he's like the new Nirvana, you know? Well, it's, um, it's kind of like garage rock type of It is, yeah. It's, music. It's, it's kind of like lo-fi, you know, I think it was made with a four track or something yeah you know? at home he yeah, at home, the yeah. instruments himself he does a great cover of fucking jolene you know oh yeah the and, Dolly Parton uh, song. he's yeah he's a weird dude but he is very interesting because he was supposed to play a uh, benefit concert for suicide awareness but the night before he killed himself <laughs> <laughs> and that's his like claim to fame other than making this great ep which is fucking fantastic <laughs> You know? Have you ever heard the, the the dark metal band Bethlehem? I think so, yeah. I should play them for you. They, yeah. they sing in German. It's mm. like they created their own genre called dark metal. But they have an album that came out called You Must Kill Yourself. Yeah. And that that's their, probably their only like successful record. Mm. As soon as the album came out, the lead singer killed himself. <laughs> yeah. So they never really had a follow-up to yeah. that. Um, good record, though. I'd like to see Alanis Morissette. <laughs> yeah I know say something how, about that how come Taylor Swift can't follow suit mm, you know that makes sense yeah. anyway this is a good song though Jesus I Was Evil and people mm-hmm. if you YouTube it I think the video is kind of cool too mm. very lo-fi and that's uh, Elvis being sampled in the beginning uh, yeah. I used to do lots of things <laughs> so we're gonna end the show here with Darcy Clay's Jesus I Was Evil people we'll be back next week with episode uh, 570 um, Harrison, best of luck in rehab. He's going to be on the show. We'll be checking in, in with him like every, uh, well, whenever we can. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, best of luck. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, you, you kick the habit. Fermented goat blood is not a good thing to do long term. No. It no. isn't. It really isn't. All right, people. Until then, take it easy. I used to do lots of things.
So did you see the one in, uh, so one of the protests, I think of the one in PDX in, in Portland, um, some Trump supporters showed up and one guy got knocked out. And uh, the, but anyway, there's video of it before he got knocked out. There's actually video of when he got knocked out. That guy looks a lot like Martin. Oh, yeah. It's really funny. Like, I was, maybe I'll, I'll see if I can find it and I'll send it to you on Facebook. But the dude's just like sitting there yelling all this shit. And uh, I was just like, God, that guy looks like Martin. And then next thing you know, he's just knocked out on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I find that. I find that there are a lot more Martin lookalikes out there than I ever noticed before. I don't know if it's just. It's just kind of like that sort of portly dude with a handlebar mustache and like short and uh, like a super cut haircut. Like he's got a gut, but he's yeah. skinny. He's not. Yeah. He's not fat. He's just kind of skinny. He's got skinny, spindly legs, but he's just got that. Yeah, like, that's that Martin. Belly. He's got real skinny wrists and, and <laughs> legs that look like they fucking belong on a fucking a pool table or a bar table. And then he's got fucking uh, like a. Although he's lost the guy, he's actually trimmed down a little bit. But for oh. I mean, my entire life, he always had an enormous belly. <laughs> Everything else was skinny. <laughs> The stereotypical uh, skinny fat look is what he had his entire being since look. I've known him. <laughs> oh, I'm dude. sure he'll get it back. I mean, I don't think it's going to stay off for very long. 